Crystal Deal With It focuses on bridging the gap between where you're at now and where you'd like to be. We'll explore wisdom and techniques from a wide variety of domains and industries and apply them to your unique challenges. I love developing frameworks, processes, and storytelling metaphors that enable personal and business growth. Through actionable next steps, we'll build momentum and confidence. My goal is to help you clear roadblocks, do more with what you have, and realize the potential of yourself and your team. So throw your challenges my way and Chris will deal with it. Episode two, do I own the business or does the business own me? All right, our question for episode two of Chris will deal with it focuses on the challenges of being a sole proprietor. Hi, Chris. I'm having a hard time with the professional challenges of running my business. I love what I do and how it helps people, but I'd like advice on finding a healthier work-life balance, specifically with overcoming the challenges of juggling the many tasks of owning a business, such as scheduling, billing, time management, filing, and asking for help. All right, so the focus here is on achieving a better work-life balance. What's interesting about this question is that the problems with juggling don't come from the work itself. Clear there's a love of the work, effect it has on society, the people that, that they're helping. But this love can cause us to overdo it, create imbalances in our own lives. In extreme cases, it can be leveraged even subconsciously as an escape from your life outside work. A helpful metaphor here might be from uh, your favorite airline, if you have one. Put on your own mask before helping others. So scheduling or automating business operations does have its benefits and its limitations. If you outsource too much, it can strain your profitability. Outsourcing to too many vendors, systems, or professionals can create silos that ruin efficiency. If one element of that business goes awry, it can have trickle-down effects. The risk management becomes a thing. Um, how many people and companies do you trust with your sensitive information or data? Or more importantly, your clients' sensitive information or data? So managing the outsourcing becomes work in and of itself. So my advice here is to make sure you have a holistic view of what work-life balance looks like. Start with you. What are your values, principles, and needs? And don't shortchange yourself here. Sit down with yourself and say, what are your natural rhythms? Are you an early riser? Do you need nine hours of sleep? Do you have time-intensive hobbies, such as reading, painting, outdoor adventures? Do you have kids running around screaming every hour of the day? Get into your hard commitments outside of professional life, your spouse, childcare, community organizations, faith services. You know, how much time do they require for them to not feel short change and not cause you too much stress to fit them in? Take a look at yourself and your health. Be honest. Are you taking care of yourself? How do you feel in the mornings, at night? Are you putting off preventative care because it's just too much to manage and fit into your busy schedule? Does exercise tend to fall off your to-do list when days get busy? You know, I'm going to use the famous example of filling the empty jar. You probably find about 5,000 videos on YouTube that cover this, but, you know, everything I was just talking about, you know, these are the big rocks. Put them in first, and then you can fill it with the smaller rocks in the sand. But if you start with the sand, there's no room to fit in the stones. So it really does help to write out these things. Be honest. Put numbers to it. I'm not going to be naive here and say that you should never compromise. There's many reasons why you may have to burn the candle at both ends, especially if you're starting out or working two jobs to make sure bills are paid and the baby's fed, starting a side business while you have a day job. But again, you need to start with the needs of yourself and your loved ones. Don't discount them. So what does your week look like, your days? Time is left for your family, for you. Sketch this out, right? We're focused on a balanced life here, so you know, leave work out of it at first. Once you fit those things into your day, tackle the professional needs of your business. By this, I mean everything outside of the work itself. How much time are you spending on support tasks? You know, it may be a static thing. I need two hours a week for payroll. 
or it might be something that scales with your business. For every time you have a meeting, there's a certain amount of admin work associated with it. For every hour you spend with a client, there's 10 minutes of admin work. Certain things are going to scale with the size of your business, while other things are going to be static every single week. And it's important to know the difference. So once you know what time you spend on each of these support tasks and list them all out, how much time and money are you willing to spend to reduce or eliminate them? So I find it really helpful here to think of this in terms of ROI. If you're not familiar, it's return on investment. So I'm going to give you three examples to kind of highlight what I mean here. One, if I spend 10 hours setting up a new system that'll save me one hour per week, in less than three months, I'm saving time and money. That's awesome. It's a great result. Two, I spend $500 a month on a professional that saves me five hours of billing per month. Now, if I value my time at $50 an hour, I'm overpaying for the service. But that service might be getting done in a way that's way better than before and increases client satisfaction. That could be a solid investment, but that's a judgment call. And, it's, and if you do something like that as an experiment, you want to maybe talk to your client to make sure on their side of it, it's, it's successful. Three, so let's say I spend two hours every Sunday preparing my schedule for the week but I often have to make changes on the fly because my life's so chaotic. You're not saving time, and you'd be better off considering other time management techniques. You'd be better off using those two hours on Sunday doing some self-care to be rested for that chaotic week ahead. So finally, after all that, and you're looking at it from an ROI perspective, you're going to be left with a very honest picture of the time you have to spare for clients, and more generally, the important work. And it's really easy to have this whole process inverted, especially when you're in the business of helping others. You got into your business to help people, to perform a service. Damn right, it should be your main focus. But this is why all the other aspects of your business end up being shoehorned into your life. Your Netflix and billing instead of Netflix and chilling. These sacrifices creep into your life, leaving you stressed, imbalanced. The main theme I'm proposing here is to invert. When it comes to inverting, I'm going to reference some great advice from Greg McEwen in his book Effortless. So inverting means asking, what if this could be easy? Challenge the notion that the right way is inevitably the harder one. Make the impossible possible by finding an indirect approach. Uh, when faced with work that feels overwhelming, ask yourself, how am I making this harder than it needs to be? So seriously, go read Effortless, um, especially if you're looking for an answer for this question. It doesn't matter if you own your business or not. It is life-changing. I think I've harked enough on the mentality aspect of this question. I do have some advice regarding the specific areas you've asked about. So let's take scheduling. Do you have clients directly schedule their time with you? You may want to look at tools that automate this via your website or cell phones, like an app. I've had several professionals that I hire schedule via Acuiting Scheduler, and as a client, I've loved that experience. And something like that can also take care of payments, reminders, rescheduling. Um, you basically set blocks in your calendar, and they, people fill it on their own. But I, I would be wary here of maintaining multiple calendars. If you can have everything in one place, it allows you to make sure your priorities are clear. And it also allows you to share your bandwidth with your family and, and those closest to you. Make sure they understand what you're dealing with. And also when you're carving out time for them. And to that end, like leave gaps in your day. Don't run back to back to back, especially if it makes you manic. Properly scale your appointments. If someone needs an hour, you give them 45 minutes. It makes them focus a little bit more. It's going to give you those 15 minutes back that allow you to recuperate with a break, go for a walk, read a book, something that takes your mind out. And those schedule breaks in your calendar, you got to make them as untouchable as you can. Remember, your goal is to continuously be your best self. If you're run down, your clients aren't getting your best, and they do deserve better. So next section here, billing. This can be very specific to your field, so I'm going to stick to generic advice. As a business owner, evaluate tools marketed to companies larger than yours, whether it be corporations, chains, professional organizations. 
they're using these tools likely for very good reasons. They're going to have a feature set that helps reduce busy work, improve profitability, and it's probably programmed with an awareness of your industry's specific requirements. You likely don't need every option in those tools, by the way. You might be able to use a scaled-down version to save money. But don't be afraid to take the time to speak with a sales agent for that software or service. I mean an actual human here. They're there to sell the business software you're evaluating. Ask them hard questions. Make sure it's a good fit for you. Don't settle for the marketing collateral on their website. And so the next section here, time management. Most people are very good at managing their professional appointments, meetings, travel, deadlines. Good time management leaves leaving room for all the aspects of your life. Now, I'm not advocating scheduling every last thing in your life. I don't do it. I would never recommend anyone else do it. But what I'm saying here is you should be setting aside time blocks for thinking, for hobbies that refill your battery, for your family, for creative problem solving. Respect those times the value they have, the balance they bring to your ability to bring your best self to clients in your business. But you got to be honest with yourself here. Carving out time like that comes with a direct cost. It may mean one or two less client sessions in a day. That is lost revenue. And your values come into play here too. If you value revenue above all else, then by all means, do that. But if you're happy to keep your business manageable and have a work-life balance that you're asking about, don't adhere to some mantra on always maximizing revenue. It's okay to do only that which pays for what you need in life. Give yourself permission to live your life on your terms. Remember, having balance means balance in all areas. And revenue and profitability aren't excluded. So you have to factor that into your choice. I'm not trying to discount that. Um, let's touch really quickly on filing. My suggestion here, get as digital as you can. Invest in multi-page scanners or a data entry service if your field allows it. Now, I'm not an expert on stuff like HIPAA requirements, so, so take that with a grain of salt. You may have very specific requirements that limit your ability to, to automate here. But again, you're probably, there's probably people in your industry that have that experience and can point you in the right direction. Ask questions. Um, properly tag your files or maintain a simple, clear folder system. Right, this is a massive time savings. You have to go back and troubleshoot a problem. You enter in one search phrase and bam, it's, it's searching one database of everything that you have. Make those filing tools very accessible. Explore cloud storage so you can access them wherever or with or whatever tools you have on hand, whether it be my phone, my laptop. I may have to share files with clients. It makes it a lot easier. It can be a really good peace of mind um, when your child knocks over your now cold mug of Earl Grey all over your laptop that you're safe. Um, if your job comes with menial tasks like tr uh, audio transcription, data coding, you should look into services like, I think, Fiverr, Mechanical Turk, Rev.com. They can all help with that. There's plenty of tools out there. But value your time. Give it a price tag per hour. Remember to view uh, the service or potential employees that you hire to do these tasks in terms of the ROI that we talked about before. Now, you got to be able to trust them. They need to be reliable. But if they can do those things and do it for less than your hourly rate, then let's go. And that touches right on the last topic here, asking for help. Professionals really are often worth the investment. At the very least, you should have an accountant or a bookkeeper, have a financial planner. It might be good to have a coach or a therapist, depending on what you're into. I also recommend participating in at least one professional organization in your field. They often have great resources that often go underutilized. They often have forums where you can learn from others in your field, learn from their experience and advice, stand on their shoulders. And many of those, um, those organizations can provide you discounts on some of the tools and services that will help you with some of the problems you're having. And lastly, it's awesome, great. It's also great for networking. They've already figured these things out. You can build a network and sometimes even get referrals from them and vice versa. You should also explore consultants or a trusted friend from outside your industry. 
maybe somebody with a quality of life you admire. Don't discount the specific problems of your industry, but listen, take notes, uh, learn from their experience. Like maybe it's something different that they do that you can take into your industry. You'll be the one making your own decisions here. But many people are happy to help. But a paid consultant will invest a little more time to understand you, your business, your specific needs. Um, they're also a little more impartial. So it's something you do want to consider. They do come with a cost, obviously. But remember, outside perspective is key because you're trying to invert. They can connect you with personal or industry-specific advice and tools that will jumpstart your transformation. I know I usually like uh, going with quotes, but I would refer back to earlier in the episode. Uh, I quoted Greg McEwen. Seriously, go read Effortless. It touches right on the heart of this question. The audiobook is wonderful. I can't recommend it enough. And with that, thanks for listening. If you feel that Chris dealt with it, I'd appreciate your support of the show by sharing it with someone who might benefit. Ratings on your favorite podcast player are also helpful in growing the audience. Visit chriscroyder.com for free downloadable PDFs with notes and resources from today's episode, sign up for the CDWI mailing list, or to send in your problems or requests for future shows. That's C-H-R-I-S-K-R-E-U-T-E-R.com, or use the link in the show notes. Thanks for listening to Chris Will Deal With It.